So the big question is this. How can runners like you, who aren't professional athletes or paid sponsored runners, avoid injury and increase athletic performance to enjoy running race events for the rest of your life without wasting money on trends or using dangerous painkiller drugs? That is the question. And on hashtag Run Pain Free Podcast, your host, sports biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, gives you the answers. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Run Pain Free Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, your sports biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, right in your pocket. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast at runpainfreepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at runpainfree, and of course, at from Pain Free underscore Academy on Instagram. And if you just type in that hashtag and follow it with the words Run Pain Free in Facebook, you will find us in there as well. So today we are talking about something we do that is always asked how this is even possible. So it's how do you recover from an injury and progress your running at the same time? This is what Run Pain Free does. This is the power of the Run Pain Free program. And literally all of our podcasts pretty much go over this, but very individually in terms of like injuries or myths and misconceptions and all that stuff. But so this podcast, we're just going to go over how that's even possible and how to set yourself up to start doing that. And so the first thing you have to do is you have to identify what kind of injury you have and how did you get it? That's first, like the root of your injury. And what I think about a lot is that people are really misinformed when it comes to injuries not just in the way that I always am talking and yelling at everybody about but more so that like certain things literally aren't an actual injury but because it's so talked about and that's the narrative that's put on it it's thought that way so one of these things is shin splints and I'm thinking about this because I literally just got a message yesterday asking is shin splints an actual injury? And the answer is no, it's not an injury. It's a red flag of an injury coming. Is it painful? Sure. Is it annoying? Absolutely. But it's not an actual injury technically. Um, but people talk about it that way and so that's people start to make it as or understand and then consider themselves injured because they have reoccurring shin splints when in actuality your body is quite strong because if you were injured uh, it, and you had a reoccurring um, and you had a reoccurring shin splint, your hip is the root of a shin splint issue. So if your hip isn't getting affected yet and you have reoccurring shin splints, you actually have a much stronger body than you even realize. And your body has given you a ton of red flags that you are missing, yet it's still keeping you going. You're running, you're out there doing stuff, even though it's nagging and it's annoying, you're not broken and you're able to actually still do things. It's not until you're literally stopped from running or stopped from daily life that you're actually injured. So like, a hip stress fracture or a torn hip labrum or something with your lumbar spine or you're, you have a, a torn rotator cuff or you've torn a ligament somewhere or you've got something along those lines. That's actual injuries, right? So the reason why this is the first thing you have to figure out because in Run Pain Free, you're gonna stay in your sport. So whatever your sport is, we have to keep you in that sport so we have consistent feedback on what we're doing and if it's working or not. If you just stop running, stop cycling, stop swimming, stop playing football, stop playing basketball, we don't know if the progress is happening. So we actually have to continue 
with you keeping in the sport. The sport is the feedback. And I always tell you guys that running is your feedback. So even though you're in, in correction and you're addressing it, you still need to understand where it's going. And if you just stop doing your sport, if you just stop running, the illusion is, is that it's fine. But the minute you go out there and run again, the minute you go back to your sport, the pain is right back and uh, you're not fine. So that's why resting really isn't the answer to injuries specifically mobility driven injuries and so which pretty much everything <laughs> is uh, and then when you exhaust that to an extreme then you get even the worst kind of injuries but it's really all derived from a mobility issue and so the approach is going to be different so the meaning if you are coming to us for shin splints achilles tendonitis plantar fasciitis those are all red flags for a bigger issue around your hip area in the hip in your lumbar something up there is going going on and that's the real injury brewing okay so i'm going to approach a shin splint much differently than i'm going to approach a hip injury even though they're both at the hip so the thing is is once you're feeling it at the hip then that's a different story that's totally different than when your body's giving you red flags at the lower level like foot problems, metatarsal problems, tendon problems, all that stuff down there, it's just exasperated because your hips aren't working properly. And so it's figuring out why that is and what that is. So that's the first step to starting to recover from an injury and being able to progress your running. Because the minute we start getting onto where the root is coming from, where the mobility issue is coming from, you're immediately gonna run better you're immediately gonna do your sport better. And that has been proven time and time and time again. Every single person, hundreds of people that we've worked on over the years, every single person feels better quite fast in terms of their sport. Like they're, they're still in correction, they're still getting through stuff, but the grid is happening in the work and they're able to do their sport with less pain every time every week and it's progressive so the two things are happening at the same time but it's about knowing where to go and how to get there and quite honestly most people don't know how to do that they know one aspect but they miss a whole other part of it or they know the, they know that whole part of it but they missed the one aspect and so with what we do and what we've been doing for years is we literally deal, deal with all of that we have to look at everything and we take the time to invest to actually figure that out, which most people also don't do. So that's why we are known for keeping people in sport and progressing them at the same time. It's just what we do. So also when the body knows that you're addressing where it's in pain, there's an, a muscular trust, a mechanical trust that starts to happen and your body is like, oh, you're actually gonna like give me what I need so I can stop being in pain, okay, cool. Now I can relax a little bit because you also have to understand that majority of the time that you're in pain, it's because your body is trying to protect you from breaking, like literally. So when everybody wants to get mad and curse out their bodies and feel like their bodies are rejecting them and revolting against them and all this stuff, it's actually quite the opposite. Your body is literally protecting you from getting worse, but because you won't listen to it and you're still forcing it to do certain activities, your body is in pain to do those things. And you just think it's against you when it's like just working that hard to keep you from breaking. That's really what's going on. And if you start to change how your body is 
talking to you and start to understand and listen to it and change how you're thinking about it, you will literally get through injuries, aches and pains a lot differently in a, in a much better, more positive fashion, okay? So first is understanding what is a red flag and what is an injury. So, and, and, and that, like anything with your knee, guys, ain't nothing wrong with your knee. I talk about it all the time. I have so many podcasts on it. There's no such thing called runner's knee. Stop it. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. Go and listen to my podcast on runner's knee because it's complete BS. And what I mean by BS is there's not, it's not to say you don't have pain there. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with that spot. Pain is feedback and result of something else. If you don't figure out where the something else is coming from, you will create a new injury in the pain spot because something there is tugging, pulling, and moving dysfunctionally, and that's going to create an issue soon if you don't address it, right? So that's, that's the first step, is really figuring out where it's going. So I always say to keep a calendar that you can actually write in, and every time you run, note down what you felt. If it was great, write great. If you felt a twinge somewhere, write it down. If you felt a lightning bolt shoot down the side of your leg, write that down. That's your IT band, by the way. If you have trouble walking down the steps, that's your IT band. Write that down. If you felt your hip, if you felt your, your pinky toe, if you felt your ankle get stiff, write all this stuff down every time you run. So when something does happen, you can literally go back to your calendar and see the mapping of it and figuring out how to back, you'll backtrack how you got injured or what led to it. And you'll start to see those are all red flags. And you'll start to learn how your body actually talks to you, literally. The next thing you need to do is you need to start foam rolling. If you don't foam roll, stop being a runner. Stop running. Stop being an athlete. Stop working out, like just stop. Stop, stop, stop. It is the easiest way to understand your body and prevent injuries, and it is the quickest way to not know a damn thing that's going on and get injured. Foam rolling. Does foam rolling cure you? Absolutely not, 100% no. But foam rolling is the gateway to figuring out what's going on and keeping your body loose, pliable, and mobile so your body can talk to you, good, bad, or indifferent. So it's literally that big of a deal why you need to be foam rolling. You absolutely, positively cannot stretch tissue. It does not stretch, that's not its job. Muscles are tight, muscles stretch. Tissues are tight, they're, they're, I'm sorry, they're tension, so they need to be pressed out. So the tissue has to go, has to get dealt with, but the foam roller, once that guy is pliable and is getting uh, less restrictive on your joints, then the joints can move freely and then the muscles can get their work done. They can get their loosening up, they get good blood flow, they can be flexible, they can fire, they can contract, they can extend, all because of the tissue being dealt with and the joint is now free to move. So there's a real reason that foam rolling has to come into play there and has to be the first thing you do. I just had a runner who knows way more better than, than to not foam roll before she ran, but she's in a place where she didn't bring her foam roller, went, went away for the weekend or something, and is not with her foam roller, which again, she knows better than this, but she ran and she felt a little twinge in her butt, but she thought it was nothing, not a big deal. She went on her regular run and came back and couldn't walk. And so I had to step-by-step -step text with her and tell her what exactly to do for her to, be, get, to get, be able to walk again. And she was all right. But as we're doing this, I'm like, she's like, I didn't foam roll. And I said, well, you know better than that. And, and she was like, I know. She was like, I know. And my lesson is learned and, you know, and all, all this. But uh, again, 
it's not about shaming anybody or making anybody feel bad, but you do know better, you know, especially around pain-free people know better. And I, I get they were, and I said, listen, if you're in a spot where you don't have a foam roller, you don't run. Like, it's just that simple. It's literally that simple. You know, she activated and did all her work, but it, it, you, you can't get proper activation if you haven't foam rolled first. So, you know, luckily she did do her activation and her work and her prep work for her specifically, for her specific body movement, her mechanics and her previous injuries and her correction because she's in athletic conditioning now. But had she not done that and just went out and ran, it would have been 10 times worse. The fact that she couldn't walk and she had that bad of a pain in her glute and she did her activation and all that, had she not done that and not foam rolled and ran, it would have been, she probably would have torn something probably would have torn a little, maybe some muscle fibers. She could have torn something around her hip. Like that's how serious that is because her body knows her range of motion now. So she has a lot, she has a much more um, stronger, longer gait. She has a powerful run. She's a faster runner now. So she opens up and so her body knows that that's her mobility, but she didn't prep her body for that work. And so the body felt that and was like, nope, we're good. And I'm gonna stop you right now, which is also what a corrected body does so a corrected runner is a prevented runner and that's the next step is being able to progress and recover from an injury is that your body will actually tell you very very quickly something is off something is wrong stop running right now and fix me had she not been a corrected runner this she would have ran much further she wouldn't have felt anything and she would have kept doing it for weeks and then it would have just hit her like a ton of bricks and she would have been down and out and not running at all that's the difference a corrected runner's body knows when something is off really really fast and it will tell you even faster to stop running and address me and that's what it's supposed to do because it's unrealistic that any athlete is going to not feel anything you're going to feel aches you're going to feel pains you're going to have tweaks you are being athletic you are using your body and exhausting it and 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 working really hard so it's really unrealistic for anybody to think that they're not going to feel anything however tons of runners think that once they're done with x injury they'll never feel anything again that's completely false it's never going to happen what you should be doing is you should be able to not get injured, which brings you back to that first point of what's a red flag and what's an injury. So you're going to feel little aches and pains and, you, and maybe they'll go a little bit more, maybe you're, be, maybe you're ignoring them, but your body should never get injured again. An actual injury should not occur, especially if you have the tools like we give you at Run Pain Free, take you to the program and you understand correction, you understand your body, you know, you know exactly what your body is talking to you, what it's saying in those moments, you know how to address it. So that's how a runner's body is, uh, and an athlete's body rather, and you know, it is trained to be corrected and prevented basically. So these are the biggest steps into how you're going to consistently progress, not only progress while you're injured and recovering from injury, but it's when how you are gonna consistently progress thereafter. Because even after you're, you're corrected and you're now in an athletic conditioning, so you're just working out, you're tossing kettlebells, it's sport specific, maybe you want, maybe you have more goals now, maybe you wanna do tri-sport, maybe you wanna do swimming, maybe you wanna do an Ironman, like your goals change, what, do you wanna do an ultra marathon? your training for those now sports specific, your correction base is good, so now you can build on that. When you feel something because you're training really hard, you're in the grid of it, you're working at, you know, you're working out, you're doing all these other things, 
then your body is going to tell you, no, you know what? You need to slow down. Let me give you this pain really quick and let you know what's going on because I don't want you to go any further so you don't get injured. The body now knows how to speak to you. And that's what a corrected runner does. And that's how you consistently progress so that years and years and years to come, I still get messages to this day. People I've corrected 10 years ago who were like, I'm still progressing. I'm still changing my goals. I'm, I'm doing things I, I didn't think I would do five years ago, let alone 10 years ago, you know, and that's, that's a true corrected runner. And that's exactly what the program is set to do. And that's the whole point of correction. That's why when you're hearing all these corrective specialist terms being thrown out now and uh, every, every personal training certification has some type of corrective form to it. It's hogwash in my opinion. And that's because I'm a little snooty when it comes to that. Cause I'm a part of the functional movement systems rollout, which is the grandfather to corrective conditioning, corrective training and mobility. And everything is derived from that. I was a part of the rollout for Equinox in 2007. Very lucky to be a part of one of 25 people who were, who were trained intensively for months to be able to do that. And then because it did so well with our clients, it was rolled out and it is mandated. It's all over international Equinoxes now. And, but we were, we were trained intensively no one else was trained like that. And then we went on to being corrective specialists and corrective experts, which is not your baseline functional movement. And then I trained with the one of the creators of it, Lee Burton, in a special workshop. And then I was named a national spotlighted expert because I was hit by a truck and I used it to correct me, me and my partner. And at that time, it had just started to get rolled out and they had never had an expert that was also injured and then used it to correct. So I became known for that early on with, with, with the company. and. To this day, there's trainers and people who've known me throughout my career or who trained with me or was a peer, and they'll still send me clients and be like, Jess, can you fix this person and get them back to me? Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying, that there's levels of understanding to this and there's levels of respect within the industry that have no place for ego. Like Everybody does different things and every level of trainer and training does different things. I had to become a master level trainer to get to expert. And so when you go through these different levels, you have to understand all the aspects. Like I worked in physical therapy. I was a ther physical therapist aide when I got hit by a truck also at the same time. At the same time, I was a functional movement expert at the same time that I was a top trainer and a top level trainer for Equinox all at the same time, which was I was athletic conditioning and I was, um, I was handling things like diabetes and all that, all at the same time. So we have to know, and I'm, but when I say we, I mean, personal trainers who actually trained at the Equinox Training Institute because it's so specific to the level of education that we get and on top of your you had to have certification outside and there's just so many things and then there's consistent continuing ed you know pre and postnatal stretching foam rolling I'm like these are certifications uh, kettlebells one and two corrective kettlebells correct uh, kettlebell conditioning there's just so program design. There's just so many different things that you go through to understand different levels of where a person's body is to know how to address it. And so when just a basic old trainer is not going to have that level of information to know where you're at in an injury, what level of the injury you're at to know how to address it. And I'll continue to go back to the shin splints, like some shin splint injury, a shin splint, uh -huh, a shin splint pain that you're feeling. Okay. So a shin splint pain of your, that you're feeling is the second thing that you're going to feel in a four step process to a hip injury. So I don't want to confuse anybody, but you know, if you listen to me, you know, I do try to, I do speak to you bluntly in a, in a, and I break down the science of it as best I can in layman terms. And, and it's very logical because 
Science is clean, it's, it's logical. What's not clean is the human body and movement. And so that's why you have to know how it works to know how it doesn't work. And then what that chain reaction is and what that's gonna lead to. And that's how we're able to address that injury and keep you progressing. Address that injury and not only are you recovering from the injury, but you're building a better foundation throughout that whole correction process to progress. So it's quite common in the Run Pain-Free program to have somebody go from not running at all for eight months to being in agonizing pain, get it crying in their console. This is super common, crying in their console. And then within three weeks, they're running faster than they've ever ran without any effort to go faster because I don't purposefully ask you to go faster ever. If anybody's ever worked with me, they know I never ever dictate time. I never, in my running programs, I never say I need you to run at this pace, never. I totally disagree with it. I highly am against it. Your body will do what your body can do. I'm gonna make your body the best it is, period. I go with what your body can do. I never, I don't keep times. I don't keep track of times. When someone PRs, uh, they send it to me. I think it's great, but I do not log it. I do not, I don't keep it in that, in that, in that fashion ever because your body is gonna do what it's gonna do and it's gonna consistently get better. I have people right now, they're like, I'm running faster than I've ever ran and I can't even handle it. We're to the point where I had to pull back other conditioning aspects because their bodies have gotten so much better as the mechanics are concerned that they can't keep up with it strength-wise. That's real. And that's what Run Pain Free does. We deal with the mechanics. We go for the joint. We go to the deepest point we can go to and build out. Dealing with your muscles is the most superficial aspect of any injury, and it's the last thing you should ever be dealing with. Muscles is last. Tissue first, joint second, muscle is last. When you're feeling a muscle, you're feeling the most superficial aspect to an injury, superficial. The deep injury is your joint. The injury that's a real problem is the joint. The muscles will come and go, they're soft tissue, they, they get good blood flow, you can, you can move them, you can stretch them, you can roll them, you do all this stuff. You ain't doing that to no bone. That's not happening with no bone and no, 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 none of that's happening. It's not happening. So you have to know how to address that mechanic and what in that body is moving that way that is triggering that shin to scream, to scream. A lot of you guys have posterior shin splints and have no idea what it is and think that it's something to do with your, with your, with a tendon or uh, a calf strain when it has nothing to do with either of those it's an actual posterior shin splint the problem is posterior shin splints get missed because they feel like something else or they're never talked about I should I should say and unless you know where a posterior shin splint is you don't know that that's what you're feeling in that spot and most again doctors don't do mobility and they have a hard time referring out to those of us that do mobility and so they bypass it as well and then you wind up cracking your shin that's super common very common. A lot of those things are all preventative, all preventative, but because the wrong person is looking at it who doesn't know how to do mobility, they miss it. Or you miss it and you just run through it. You know what I mean? So this, these, are, these are the things that is, it's really real. And in my professional opinion, there's no other way to recover from an injury without progressing. <laughs> and that's real. That's literally all I've ever done in my career, ever. I have always progressed somebody because I'm correcting them. Even though my focus is correction and my focus is your baseline, you just naturally get better because the baseline, your foundation is what I'm working on. I'm working on your foundation and it's jacked up. The minute your body, I always say, the minute your body hears my voice, it relaxes because it's like, oh, we're gonna get fixed. <laughs> That's what I always say to people and it's true. 
uh, and and I, I I love I love that I can do that. I love that I can offer that, and I love that I have the willingness to figure it out. And, and it's just something that I love doing because I've been there. I know what it feels like to be told by every practitioner you see that it's in your head, that it's nothing, that they have no idea where your pain is coming from. This is just gonna be your life from here on out. I don't ever succumb to any type of, I wish somebody would. I don't succumb to, I've never succumbed to any health ailment. I've never succumbed to any pain, any ache, any injury, never once, and it's not gonna start now. And it's because I come from that space personally that as a professional, I treat you the same way because I wish somebody treated me the way I treat people. And so, you know, that's why when we get into those aspects of people having different reasons for why they want to get better or why they want to run faster or why their injury keeps happening over and over and over again, like those are very, those are very specific things that I will reveal when I'm fixing you because I'm actually going to fix you. So if you don't want to be fixed, you're not going to like me too much because I'm actually going to fix your problem. And if you, you, you know, you know, if you, if the injury is something you lean on in any type of way, or you're afraid of progression, which is real. So many people are afraid of progression. You, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you better. I'm gonna make you stronger. The program is gonna make you better. The program is gonna make you stronger. And you doing the work is what's gonna solidify the whole deal. So the minute that that's not happening, I know there's a break in the chain somewhere. I know there is, because I have worked on hundreds of people and I can count on two hands how many people have had issues. <laughs> and it was all because of them not doing the work or there's some link in the chain, something with the chain, or not listening and continuing doing the thing that I'm saying is not working for your body or you shouldn't be doing or that's not a good idea, that's gonna injure you, that's gonna create this issue, it's gonna combat the correction, all those types of things happen. But, you know, cause there's always, there's always exceptions, you know, always exceptions. But this is real, when you are correcting a foundation, there's nothing but progression that's gonna occur, nothing. So that's how, you recover from an injury and you progress at the same time because quite honestly, again, there's no other way to recover from an injury without progression. If you're not progressing out of the injury, you're not recovering. So if you're consistently in PT and you're going back for the same thing three times a week and they're doing the exact same thing three times a week, and you're doing the same exercises at home three times a week and there's no progression, that's a red flag that nothing is happening because if you're not progressing in the grit, which is the work, right? If the work isn't progressing, where do you think you're going outside? Nowhere. Right to that stop sign and turning your butt right around and going home and being pissed off about it. There has to be progression and the work should be the progression. The, the work is where there's the, the, the tough moments and it, it hurts sometimes and it's struggling and it's annoying because you can't, you're not doing that move the way you want to do it and you're not getting that deep squat and you're not stepping up fully and your leg is still bending and Jessica's still yelling at you because you're not locking your knee out and, and then you go outside and run and you run beautifully. You feel great. You hear birds chirping when you never actually heard birds chirping before while you were running but now because you're not focused on your pain, you actually are enjoying your run. That's progression. That's how you progress. But if the work isn't progressing, you're never gonna progress outside. It's just never gonna happen because the outside is the only result of what the work is doing, right? So if the work isn't progressing, 
that's your indicator right there that something else is wrong. And so you got to dig in a little bit deeper. You got to go a little bit further. You got to take more time. You have to get a little bit. And that's, again, a very big difference with our program than anything else you'll ever go around because we dig. We dig into it. it if, if it's not progressing on some way, shape, or form, then we go, we're going to see you more. We're going to dig into a little bit more. We're going to have more contact. There's no other way but getting results. That's it. That's our goal. Results. Period. So that's, a, you know, a lot of people that come to see us on average, our clients have been to three to four different PTs because they're getting passed off from PT to PT because the PT reaches a point and is like, I'm not doing anything for you. Go to this person. And then that happens again and again and again. And then finally somebody realizes what runpainfreenow.com and they find us online and they reach out to us or a friend is like, maybe you should contact Coach Jessica. And that's how that happens. But on average, people are in PT three to five years and have had three to four different PTs on average. And if you don't know by now, I case study everything. So I'm coming to you with actual stats and data with all this stuff. So this is, that's real. Pay attention. If you're doing work, if you're with a trainer, if you're in PT, if you're seeing doctors, if there's no progressive aspect happening in the work, then it's not working because you should be progressing. Nobody in this world should have shin splints forever. The fact that anybody thinks that that's like something that should be for real is insane to me. Absolutely insane to me. You can literally get rid of shin splints by thumbing down your outside of your shin on the fly while you're running. Straight up. Because you're releasing the grip it has on the bones and insertions around it and you're starting to flood it with blood, specific areas, and immediately it gets rid of it. There you go. Bonus. There goes your bonus for listening to the whole podcast. <laughs> But there's literally, there's no reason why anybody should have plantar fasciitis for life. That's ridiculous. I just got somebody who's in our academy, who knows me very well, who's a very big avid runner, dealing with plantar fasciitis. And it's not, it's not, uh, it's not relieving. Something, something's going on. So I need to get on, see them, talk to them, get in more contact with them because that's ridiculous. Nobody should have plantar fasciitis for months and months and months and months. I have people who've seen me because they have plantar fasciitis for three years. That is ridiculous. That is absolutely absurd. But what are they in? Stability sneakers, orthotics, they've had shots, they wear braces, they wear the sock. All those things actually encourage plantar fasciitis. None of them help it. None of them help it. Freeing up your feet, freeing up your mobility, that's gonna help it. And people lose their minds when I stick them or roll them and they're like, a, they've never been touched down there. That's a problem. And then B, that they're able to actually use their whole foot. Or C, see that they have no ankle flunction. When th then they're like, oh my God, yeah, I don't know where you think any of you runners are going with no ankle function. Flexion, extension, push off, hello? If you don't have that, you're not going anywhere. But stay in those stability sneakers, you certainly, you're suddenly going to not go anywhere. But you know what else you won't? You won't feel it. The big, thick soled sneakers keep you from feeling your own body. They keep you from feeling your pain. They keep you from feeling that you're heavy footed, which has to do with how your body is operating at the core level. How much you're holding your core is going to come out in your, in your feet. If you're stomping around on your feet, your core is ploppy. You're just plopping all over the place. Flap, flap, stompy, 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 stompy. You ever hear those runners running around you? That's because they're not holding in their core. They have no body control. They have no strength control at their core level. So their legs, their, their feet are stomping. 
but they don't feel it until they're in like a real sneaker, like the Run Pain Free suggested sneaker, which is Nike Free Fly Knits. And then that sneaker reveals all of the stuff you've been doing. And all my feet, no, your feet have been hurting, my dude. You just haven't felt it because you're in moon boots running somewhere, like hokas. It burns me up to see how many people are in them because I know they're all gonna get injured, if not already injured and don't realize that it's coming from their sneaker. <laughs> and that it's locking up a mobility at their hip. Talk about it all the time. It's very easy for me to digress, but I have tons of podcasts and, and master classes on this as, as well in the, in the Run Pain Free Academy. And then in, the, in this podcast, if you scroll on down the show and you can see all the podcasts dealing with ankle pain and foot pain and plantar fasciitis and calves and all that stuff. So this is how you progress while you're in injury. Because if you're not progressing while you're injured, you're not, gonna, you're not recovering from your injury. And it's that simple. It really is that simple. If you have an injury and you don't know if it's an injury or not, message us. Message, message us on Instagram, message us in Facebook, email us. You know, there's, you can get a hold of us any way possible. We're very, we're very attainable. We're very reachable. <laughs> so reach out to us. Find out if what you have is an injury or a red flag. Start to figure out what your body is. That's the first step to figuring out how you're going to recover and progress at the same time. But if you go into any situation, any practitioner that you're seeing of whatever level it is, a massage therapist, whatever you're doing, if you're going to them and th there's no progression there, that's your red flag that you're not progressing. Not, not that the injury isn't recovering, but you're not progressing because that's the same thing. You have to build on something. You have to. And if that baseline and the foundation isn't progressing, your sport isn't going to progress either. And you'll not only come out of it where you went in as, but you'll more than likely get hurt quite fast after you're done. Just saying. That's why you have so many people go in for the right side to PT and get done with PT and then come back six months later for the left side. I know you've heard about many people going through PT, if not yourself, have experienced something like that. They go in for the right side, get done, come back out. Six months later, they're back in for the other side. That's common. That is nothing and no shade on PT. It's not. PT does amazing things. Mobility, corrective work isn't it. It's just not it. It's not. And unfortunately, they're dictated by doctors with a prescription, and the doctors have absolutely no friggin' clue when it comes to mobility. That's why hip surgeons refer people to me, okay? Because specialty respects specialty, and hip surgeons are very specialized. And so the last thing they want for somebody is to actually get cut open. But a GP, quick to act like they know everything. Quick, quick to act like they know everything and just give you a referral on out to, you know, PT. Or, you know, anything that's generalized, anything that's generalized and not specially, like a specialized hip person, a specialized knee person, a specialized foot person, like anything that is, that is not specialized, generally speaking, is going to just think they know a whole lot of stuff and then send you on to PT. Where, and then also you have doc, you have, you have, you'll have a, hip, a knee specialist, but not a, he's not a knee surgeon or she's not a knee surgeon. So surgeons are even more specialized and they're, and it's different, you know, so just pay attention to who you're seeing and what you're seeing and know that you probably know what you're talking about with your body, 
better than anybody who's going to talk to you. You know your body. And if you don't know your body, let Run Pain Free teach you your body. Listen to all of our podcasts. Take our master classes. Start figuring out what's going on with you. Start listening to, what, to what's going on on your run and come home and write it down on that calendar. Like these are the ways that you're going to learn your body so you know exactly what it's saying, when it's saying it, so you can address it properly. Like literally. If you want a short list, get a calendar out. Mark down everything you feel on every run, good, bad, or indifferent. Get your foam roller. Get your butt foam rolling. Make sure you're in our foam rolling secrets course. Go do it right now. Learn head, head to toe how to foam roll properly with yours truly. And pay attention to what is reoccurring. If it's reoccurring, you actually are stronger than what you think. Your body's protecting you and you should be progressing. If you're not progressing on your run naturally, your foundation is jacked up and you need to address it. And whoever you choose to address it with, if your basic work is not progressing, your injury may not be going anywhere, but you're definitely not progressing in your running. That's not going anywhere at all. And you need to address that. So I hope that this helps you guys trying to figure out how to get through whatever aches and pains you got going on, how to start figuring out whether it's a red flag or an injury, and really start to map your body out. I really do. Because you should be progressing out of an injury. Otherwise, you're not coming out of your injury. It's just... That's just what it is. So that's it for me today. That's it. Let make sure that you are tuned in. Make sure you are listening. Make sure you are following. And please share this. There's so many runners out there injured. Share this podcast. Share it with your friends. Post it. Make a comment. And of course, always reach out to us if you have any questions about this podcast or any other ones. If you have any questions about your own injury, whether it's an injury or a red flag, reach out to us for that. And of course, let us know what you want to hear about. We're here to help. Have a great day, guys. You're listening to the Run Pain-Free Podcast, brought to you by the Run Pain-Free Academy, featuring biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. Subscribe to us as you leave a positive review on iTunes.